This is PhotoBizX, episode number 517, and today's main topic is AI, and specifically ChatGPT and how you can use it effectively in your photography business. And I've been waiting and looking for a specific photographer who is actually using this in their business successfully and seeing results. And that photographer is John Cripwell. His interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, host of the Photo Biz X podcast, where I interview guests from around the world to help you grow a better photography business, even faster than going it alone. And I am super excited to have today's guest with us for the podcast. The reason being, look, we've all heard about AI and all the amazing, incredible things it can do, but I was looking for a photographer to interview on the show that is actually using AI in their business where they would be able to share real-life examples of exactly how they're applying or utilizing AI in their business. And John is that photographer. So stick around for that one. It doesn't matter if you are experienced with AI, you've never even touched it, if you haven't even explored ChatGPT yet or don't know what I'm talking about, it doesn't matter what level you're at. Stick around for this one. I know you're going to get a ton from what John has to share. And now, a macro look at our last episode. Talking about AI, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Carol Ascott, she is a US-based pet photographer. She shared exactly how she moved from a full-time job into her role as a full-time pet photographer, how she's utilizing AI in her photography business to attract clients to her business, how she's partnering with other businesses in the industry to meet and attract new clients. We covered so much in that episode, so make sure you get back and have a listen to that interview. Whether or not you photograph pets, I know you'll get a ton from what Carol had to share. Now, just quickly, before we jump into today's interview, if you didn't catch last week's episode, you may not know that the PhotoBizX premium membership is on special. It ends Wednesday this week, the 31st of May. The reason for the special is I am heading overseas on holiday, and there is no better reason to celebrate and share that fun with you. So I've got the 12-month membership on special. It's 50% less than what you would be paying if you were on the monthly membership, and it's 40% off the regular 12-month membership. So you can sign up for the PhotoBizX Premium membership for $120 for 12 months. That's only $10 per month if you spread it out over that time. So it's $120 for the year. That is a tax deduction if you are a photographer in business. So it's even less. And with that membership, you'll get access to the full interviews every single week. You'll get access and an invite to the premium members Facebook group. You'll get courses at reduced prices. You'll get access to resources that you don't already have access to. And all you need to do is implement one little thing that you hear from an interview and you will have paid for your premium membership over and over and over again. If you don't believe me, go and check out some of the reviews on Google or in iTunes and see what other members are saying about the podcast and their membership. So for more details, head over to photobizx.com forward slash holiday special. 
So that's photobizx.com forward slash holiday special. Oh, and if you are a premium member already on the $20 per month membership, please let me know if you do sign up for the 12-month membership because I will refund your $20 payment if you made one in the month of May 2023. So sign up for the 12-month membership. Let me know you've done that and I will go in and refund the $20 payment that you've already made this month. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Okay, we are going to jump into this interview with John in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. And what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with John. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only, plus premium members will be getting the exact scripts that John is using in his business to create his blog posts, his blog outlines, and his social media posts. PhotoBizX premium members will get the exact prompts that you'll be able to customize and use for yourself. So yeah, the message is become a premium member if you aren't already, and you can do that for the special price of $120 for the year at photobizx.com forward slash holiday special, or you can check out the premium membership for a dollar for 30 days with a trial membership at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a PhotoBizX premium member and wedding photographer in the UK. And we were chatting on Messenger recently and the topic of AI and in particular chat GPT came up and he told me that he's been using it and spent a bit of time creating prompts and workflows and having great success. He says, for example, I've developed a prompt where I can copy and paste in the questionnaires I send to couples before and after a wedding, and it will create a blog post for that wedding in my style and to the parameters I set. I then make some simple tweaks, add the images, and it's good to go. I've also created prompts for writing articles, including keywords and SEO-friendly titles. Then it will also create social media content repurposed from the blogs and articles it writes. On top of that, it's drafted email sequences for me and given me ideas of things to write about. It's like having a personal assistant. It's crazy. So following that conversation, I asked him to come on and talk about his experiences. I'm talking about John Cripwell and I am wrapped to have him here with us now. John, welcome. Hi, Andrew. Thanks a lot. It's good to be here. Mate, what time is it where you are? <laughs> it is uh, stupid o'clock. It is five past, sorry, it's 20 past five. I can get my numbers in the right order. It's 20 past five in the morning. Very, very early, mate. So massive thanks for getting up to do this. Why are we recording so early for you? Uh, to be honest, I, I normally get up fairly early anyway. Uh, not normally quite this early, but I'm normally up about sort of half past five, 20 to six. The house is nice and quiet this time in the morning. I've got two children. They're both still asleep. So I tend to get a lot done at this time in the morning, usually anyway. But I'm not normally talking to somebody. So uh, apologies <laughs> if I'm, I'm sounding a bit gravelly. <laughs> not at all, mate. So you've got your perfect radio voice on. Tell me a little bit about your business. So I said you're a wedding photographer. Is it full-time? Do you photograph families as well? Give us a bit of a background. Yeah, so uh, funnily enough, I, I wrote a, a blog article using AI uh, all to help me all about this uh, last week. So it's fresh in my mind. I shot my first wedding in 2009. So yeah, the business has been going 14 years now. It's not full time because I'm also a teacher. 
although I was photographing weddings before I became a teacher. So the two have kind of evolved together and it works pretty well. Obviously, I I have weekends off from teaching and summer holidays and and things like that. So weddings fit pretty well for me. Um, We do shoot some families as well. They tend to be previous wedding clients and things. So that's really nice. We get to, you know, it's like catch up with people when they have kids and things like that. And that's great. But I don't massively market the family side of things uh, weddings tend to keep me fairly busy right i mean looking at your website which is gorgeous by the way it's easy to see it. you're a wedding photographer with the teaching what do you teach and what age groups i teach primary in the uk the children are sort of 10 and 11 years old i'm also a mastery specialist uh, it's called in the uk so lots of work teaching teachers as well on the math side of things so yeah, so that's that's pretty full on. And as I say, two children and a business as well. I need all the help I can get when it comes to uh, creating workflows and things that, that help me with my business. So good. Right, I'm going to jump into the AI in just one second. Sure. But tell me, is there a plan to go full time with photography? Do you like having it as a second job? Or why do you have it as a second job? To be honest, it's so different from my main job. I love the business side of it, but I also love the photography side of it. I was a photographer before I was a teacher. I didn't go the traditional route, if there is one, into photography. I um, actually studied law at uni and then did some work in commercial law and things. But while I was at uni, I worked for a shop chain in the UK called Jessup's, which is a chain of camera shops, essentially. And back in the day, they used to send you off on training courses and things. They were a brilliant company to work for back then. They were family-owned. Um So while I was at uni, I was working for them. They were sending me off on courses, portraiture courses, architectural courses and things. And and really that, I already loved photography before that, but I saw a way that I could use that in business as well. And it's great because the teaching and the photography, as I say, so far removed, it doesn't feel like the photography uh, is, sorry, it feels like the photography is totally separate from teaching does that make sense yeah it does it does that makes total sense to me i mean yeah it's similar in one regard but it's also so far removed from the teaching job so is there a desire to do it full-time or do you like having both jobs sometimes i like having both jobs other times i wish uh, there were you know 28 hours in the day and eight days in the week what i would like to do is is eventually cut down the teaching hours and have a bit more of a work-life balance than i do right now but I wouldn't want to give up either of them because I love both of them, to be honest. Fantastic. It's funny you mentioned Jessup's. I remember when I started out my photography journey, I used to borrow the, I think it was Better Photography magazines from my local library. Um, This is aging me badly right now. And I remember (laughs) you used to see the full page adverts for Jessup's and they they look like an amazing camera store. Yeah, they were brilliant. They were really good. as, As with a lot of these things now, they sort of had came upon uh, difficult times when the internet really got going and, and people were able to buy things, you know, off the internet and, and things. But we used to have, I was saying in, my, in the blog post I wrote last week, you would be serving one minute, you know, a granddad coming in to find a, a camera just to take point and shoot pictures of, of the kids and grandkids. And then the next minute you'd have, you know, a, a portrait photographer uh, with a studio and things coming in, you know, looking for a new Hasselblad or, or whatever uh, medium format camera. So, you learned so much on that side of things. Um, and I bought my first, I already had film SLRs before that, but I bought my first Canon 300D digital SLR while I was working for Chessops. So yeah, that was a real education for me. So good. 
with the AI and uh, getting started in that, were you introduced to that through school and through teaching or was this purely for a selfish reasons of running your photography business? No, great question. AI seems to be sort of permeating into to every market at the moment, including education. But I came to it through the business looking for, I'm always looking for, you know, I listen to PhotoBizX, which gives me great ideas, looking on YouTube and things like that in all the free time that I have. And uh, so I came to it through through the, the business side of things, but it has been interesting to see it um, coming into the education side as well. Yeah, it seems to be everywhere at the moment. It is. I want to ask you about ChatGPT first, and I know that you're using different varieties of AI tools. Is it the one and only one at the moment for writing? There are a couple around. So there's been a few on the market for a while now. You may have heard of Jasper AI that was developed to help people with blogging and things. Uh, Copy AI has been around for a, a little while as well. But ChatGPT seemed to really change the dynamic of things because essentially, A, it was uh, and is brilliant at creating copy that sounds like it's been written by a person rather than by a machine. And it's very good at mimicking the writing styles as well, which we can get into in a moment. But also, of course, it was, you know, free, uh, free to use initially. There's been different iterations of of ChatGPT. It's on ChatGPT4 at the moment, which is only available, I think, if you pay a $20 a month subscription, which I do because it was a no-brainer for me. But the previous version, ChatGPT 3.5, is still really useful as well, and that's entirely free to use. So I think that's what's changed things up so much is is just people's accessibility to the software now. So how do you use it now? I mean, you said you can have it right in your own style. Is it your style or are you saying, you know, emulate someone else's style who has a style like yours, that's someone that's famous? I mean, you can do that. I've seen some quite funny ones where people have uh, have got it to write like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and things like that. That's not my style. But so I've actually trained it to write or I've created prompts that will train it to write in my style. There's various ways that you can do that. One of them is... If you already have blog content on your website from prior to September 2021, which was the last time that ChatGPT had access to the internet, there's a very good chance that it will have your content already in its database. So you can give it some URLs from blogs that you've written prior to September 21, and it will be able to find those blogs, have a look at your style, and copy it from that. Or you can literally copy and paste in some text that you've written previously. It could be on a totally different subject. Um, you can copy and paste that in and say, chat GPT, um, writing in this style or using this style as a, or this piece of text as a reference. Um, yeah, write this next piece of copy in, in my style. So is it like Imagine AI in that you have to upload, you know, 20 or 30 or 100,000 words for it to learn your style? No, not really. It will normally do it off about three or 400 words if necessary. One of the prompts that I've got for writing articles, so articles on subjects around wedding photography or weddings, I've got three or four previous blogs that I use that I ask it to look at each time. The one thing that it doesn't do is remember from one chat to the next what you've entered previously. So that's why creating prompts that are reusable is so important. So you can't sort of give it 
100,000 words, and then the next time you come to it, it will have remembered those words, unless you're in the same thread, but that can get quite confusing. So what you want really is a prompt that has got your style within it, that when you copy and paste that into ChatGPT, it will remember your style and remember the other parameters that you've given it as well. It's unreal. I mean, look, I've dabbled with it, but nowhere near to the extent you have. No, I've gone right down a rabbit hole with it. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned September 21 a couple of times. You said that ChatGPT had internet access before then, but not after them. What do you mean by that? I thought it still looks at the internet today. No, it doesn't have, uh, it doesn't have access to the internet at the moment. It doesn't have live regular access to the internet. Um, whether they were trying to avoid a, a Terminator 2 style situation with the rise of the machines or just uh, yeah other safeguards, I'm not entirely sure. Interestingly though, Google, you won't be surprised, have also come to the table with their AI bot called Bard, B-A-R-D, and that does seem to have access to uh, to the internet live. So that's quite interesting. The two are quite different at the moment and chat gpt still seems to be better from a, a writing and copy point of view but bard is really useful for research and, and for up-to-date sort of information from the internet that chat gpt still can't provide at the moment right okay so i think i heard or read somewhere that amazon is going to have their own version of ai soon i don't know is chat gpt is that anything to do with microsoft or they have their own one as well yeah, Microsoft are behind it. So they're using ChatGPT now, or GPT-4. Um, so ChatGPT is the interface for the software GPT. And GPT-4 is now being used or is going to be used in Microsoft Office suites of products. It's also apparently being used in Bing searches. And Google, again, honestly, there's a whole rabbit hole here, Andrew, that you could go down. But Google are going to use their AI technology to support their search as well. So search, as we know it, may change radically in the next couple of years, which will be really interesting from an SEO point of view. Some of the things I've been reading about where it might go include ideas such as if you search for, you know, how to write wedding vows or how to take a particular style of photograph, Google, rather than pointing you to a website, will actually find that information for you. So it's going to change how we market ourselves, I think, using Google. I think uh, from what I was reading, local search is still going to be really important for businesses like ours, where people are looking for a photographer in a particular area. And I think that may still, again, it's very early days, but from everything that I'm reading about it, it seems that that might still be a more traditional sort of search. Whereas if people are looking for advice, then there may be fewer people coming to your website for, for less specific articles. Well, okay, so that sounds like if that does happen, and who knows how it's going to look, but it sounds like it's going to really be a you have to pay to be seen or have a link show up in Google more than ever, same as Facebook. Yeah, potentially. I think that's the way it's possibly going. I think Google uh, are quite keen to sort of uh, handle a lot of the sales and things that maybe go on on other websites and things as well. So rather than looking for a pair of trainers and then going to a shoe shop's uh, online store to buy them. You can buy them directly through Google. That seems to be the way that they want to go, using AI to help customers get the best deal. Frightening, frightening. Matt. Let's <laughs> get into how you're actually using it because, I mean, yeah, we could talk about what yeah. it can do and, and what it can't do. You talked about saving or creating prompts and having access to them. Is that in, in a spreadsheet? Is that within ChatGPT? No, so I use Evernote's 
to organize a lot of my life along with Google Drive and things like that. So I've got a, a notes in Evernote that pops up whenever I open up Chrome. And that's got all the prompts that I've developed in there. So say I want to write an article following a wedding, I can literally go to Evernote, open up that note, copy the prompt from there, paste it into ChatGPT, change a couple of the keywords within there. If I'm doing a wedding at Shottle Hall, I can tell it that I want the keyword to be Shottle Hall, Derbyshire, and it will it will then do most of the legwork for me. <laughs> Unbelievable. So let's talk through an actual example of something that you would do. So, I mean, I love the idea of, you know, posting a, a questionnaire to a couple. And I think you said you're creating a blog post. Are you utilizing that questionnaire plus the answers to a questionnaire after their wedding as well? Yeah. So the way that I tend to work, I use Sprout Studio as my CRM. And just as with Studio Ninja and, and the others that are out there, there are questionnaires within there that I can send to clients. So before the wedding, I'll send them several questionnaires, one of them about getting to know you two, one of them about their other wedding supplies, and one of them obviously about the wedding day itself and timings of the day and what's going to be happening and those sorts of things. That really is written and geared to help me on the wedding day, obviously know what's happening and be prepared for that. It's not written for chat GPT to use or anything like that. It's just uh, the standard one that, that I've been using for a few years. And then after the wedding day, I'll also send them another questionnaire to help me with the blog too, just getting their thoughts on the day. You know, what were the highlights for them? How did they feel? What advice would they give to somebody else who's planning a wedding? Fairly standard stuff. You know, these this isn't anything new. But I will copy the responses from pretty much all of those questionnaires straight into the prompt that I use with ChatGPT, and then it will create a blog post for me from there. So I can give you an example of one of the prompts if you'd like. I'd love to. Yes, please. Sorry, bear with me a second. I, I thought I had all this prepared, no. but it disappeared <laughs> off the screen the moment I looked for it. Mate, it's a little after 5am, so uh, you're 100% <laughs> and totally excused. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. Um, okay, so the prompts, and I should probably mention as well, actually, that I didn't even write these prompts myself. <laughs> I got ChatGPT to write the prompt for me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Basically, just give you ideas at this point. So the prompt is ChatGPT, considering the context that I'm a wedding photographer based in Derby, Derbyshire, the UK, and prefer British English spelling and syntax, please create a blog post about, and this is where you'd insert the couple's names. So um, Andrew and Linda's wedding that I have photographed at the wedding venue's name and then replicate my writing style using these sources as references. And that's where I've got three different blog posts in there that I've written before. And then it says, please provide additional details about the wedding day to be incorporated into the blog post. And that's where I copy in the, the questionnaire responses. And then it says, use the couple's responses from the questionnaire as additional information, include relevant quotes, write the blog post from my perspective as a first person recount of the wedding day. The blog post should be no less than 800 words, no more than 2000. Uh, focus on capturing the atmosphere of the wedding day personalities of the couple and my experience as their photographer ensure the venue's name is used as a keyword um, and provide some relevant information on the venue as well and then i also ask it to provide a blog title of no more than 60 characters which is what was recommended on one i think it was a yoast plugin or something like that that i use on wordpress 
and a meta description of no more than 160 characters as well. And then towards the end of the blog post, include a call to action, encouraging couples reading the post to get in touch with me if they need a wedding photographer. And so I'll put that in, uh, copy it all in, and it will, yeah, create, create a blog all about the wedding. This is absolutely unbelievable. And I know, like for me, I haven't done this, so it sounds absolutely crazy and incredible. Maybe the listener feels the same, maybe they don't. But I mean, are you still blown away by what you get when you put that prompt in? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's just crazy. And the first time I did it, I just thought this is a total game changer because I actually, I don't mind writing. I'm not a bad writer. You know, I used to quite like writing the blog posts and the articles and things, but it was just time. So like a lot of photographers, you know, I had a backlog of of about 30 weddings that I still haven't blogged. And I just thought this is something that I can use as a tool. You know, once it produces the copy, I still tweak it a little bit, just add my voice in there a little bit, but it's a a five-minute job rather than an hour's job to pull together all the information and think about how to make it make sense and and how to tell a story. And, you know, the way that it adds in the keywords, it understands how how Google works. And so it adds in the keywords in a way that doesn't feel like they're being used in an awkward way. Uh, It makes sense as you're reading it. And uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's totally revolutionized. I'm actually blogging about weddings now, um, (laughs) rather than just, you know, uh, once a month when I get a chance to do it. So yeah, it's a total game changer. Incredible, man. Let me ask you a few questions about, first of all, with that prompt, how long does it take once you insert all the, like you copy that prompt and you insert the information, how long does it take to get the blog post? Literally a minute. Uh, 90 seconds maybe um, <laughs> okay occasionally on longer pieces of copy it gets stuck and pauses and you have to ask it to continue writing from that point but yeah I can leave it go make a, a cup of tea or, or whatever come back and, and and the blog post there you just copy it from from chat GPT paste it into straight into WordPress if you want to uh, and, and edit it in there if the couple have typos in their responses to you does chat gpt fix those typos or do you do that in post chat gpt fixes the typos yeah as a teacher i'm pretty good at at spotting uh errors and and spelling mistakes and things like that but i'm not as good as as chat gpt is um and as i say it 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 will um it will do it in uh, check it in british english for me as well so rather than having random z's where there should be s's as far as the british listener might understand it takes all that into account occasionally <laughs> it goes uh, a little dick van dyke mary poppins cockney english in some of its responses so you'll tell it for other articles so i ask it to write at the moment three articles a week for me on subjects around wedding photography or weddings um and i'll be happy to talk about how we came up with all the ideas for those as well because you won't be surprised to know i use chat gpt for that but yeah, I ask it to write in a conversational tone for those. And occasionally it will come out with, you know, hey, mate, uh, and things like that, which is slightly off. And, and those bits need changing a little. Um, but by and large, it, it pretty much nails it. Wow. What about formatting, John? So can you literally copy and paste it into WordPress or into a, a text document and have like line or paragraph breaks, have the punctuation correct? Yep. So all the fa- formatting is, is done for you. As I say, on the not so much with the wedding. Well, no, that's not true, actually. Often, thinking about it, often it puts in subheadings into even the wedding blogs as well. So it will talk about 
have a subheading for you know the morning of the wedding or getting ready and things and it, it puts all those in so you, you literally it literally is a, a copy and paste job you can even ask it to link to resources and it will put those links into the text for you and if you copy and paste it in as you can ask it to write it as code so you can copy and paste it in as code and those links will be within the text properly formatted as a hyperlink as hyperlinks wow. as a hyperlink wow. yeah so with that prompt you get an seo friendly heading an seo friendly beautifully written blog post you also get a synopsis for yoast with an seo friendly title in there as well like, unbelievable let me take you back to when you said when your prompt which i think you said we can share with premium members which will be amazing so thank you for that with your particular prompt, if you you know how you said you link then to a couple of previous blog posts, are you linking the actual copy or a URL? Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. John, look, massive thanks for coming on. Not only that, for getting up so early to do this, to fit this in around your day. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, massive congrats on what you're doing with AI. And also, like, your website, your photography is absolutely beautiful. I mean, you're an incredible photographer. Massive thanks again for coming on, sharing what you have. I should quickly ask, where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work and read these blog posts and see these this uh, AI-produced uh, content? Yeah, so you can... Um probably my website obviously in the blog there it's johncripwell.co.uk john without a h because i'm actually jonathan but only if i'm in trouble with my mom um john to everybody else so yeah j-o-n-c-r-i-p-w-e-l-l.co.uk fantastic i'll add links to that and your social media profiles in the uh in the show notes to accompany this audio again mate thanks for getting up big thanks for sharing what you did no thanks a lot it's great to be here thanks andrew I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. John, if you are listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing everything you did. Just incredible. And the way you broke it down was just amazing. So again, massive, massive thanks to you. And I can't wait to see what you end up doing with AI as it progresses and as you introduce more of it into your business. So let's stay in touch and keep me posted on how things progress. For you, the listener, I do hope there was a ton of takeaways following what John had to share. Now, if you do have a follow-up question for John, you can hit him up in the comments area of the show notes. This week, they're at photobizx.com forward slash 517. Now, in those show notes, you'll find links to anything and everything that John mentioned, including where you can find him online. Plus, you'll find examples of his fantastic work. It's all there in that one spot. Now, don't forget, if you are a premium member, there are some big bonuses for you this week. Obviously, you get the longer and more detailed interview with John that the free listeners just don't get access to. Plus, in your version of the show notes for this episode, you'll find the exact prompts that John is using to write his blog posts, to create his blog outlines that he talked about, and also how to create his social media posts. The exact prompts are there in the show notes for you to utilize and customize to suit yourself. Plus, of course, you'll have access to John inside the members Facebook group as well. So make sure you tag him if you have a follow-up question or if you just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing everything you did. You can do that in the members Facebook group. Okay, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. In a couple of days, I'll be jumping on a plane over to Barcelona 
and then making our way to Girona, where I'll be spending the next month. So I'll be coming to you from Girona. I'll still be answering emails, releasing episodes every single week. It will be a work holiday for me. So it should be things as normal for you and PhotobizX. Until then, I hope you have a great week, a successful week. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what John had to share if you get a chance to share them with me. Don't forget about the PhotobizX premium membership special at photobizx.com forward slash holiday special. Big thanks again to John for coming on and sharing everything he did. Stay safe, healthy and well wherever you are in the world and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Oh, you know what? I totally forgot to mention, and I really wanted to do this. Last week, I had the opportunity to head down to Sydney to see Mark Rosetto, the photography business coach in the flesh, and attend one of his industry nights. I attended the one in Sydney. I also was invited to give a a short 10-minute talk on everything that I've learned after 500 interviews with photographers from around the world. It was a ton of fun. But look, the big message, the big takeaway for me was you absolutely have to get out there and experience these live events if you get a chance. Now, obviously, if you're not in Australia, you may not be able to get to one of Mark's events. If you can, absolutely do it. Absolutely do it because getting to a live event, and I should say, look, if you're in another part of the world, just go to a live event where you are, where it involves photographers. It could be an awards night. It could be an industry trade night. It could be workshops, seminars, or whatever it may be. If it's a live event, see if you can get along and mix and mingle with other real photographers that are in business doing what you do. Uh, It was so nice to meet people in person again. Uh, Like I'd almost forgotten what it was like to, to mingle and chat and talk and laugh with photographers at a live event. I, I haven't been to any or many since COVID. And I think we all fall in the trap of, you know, sitting behind our computers, listening and watching and learning that way without getting out there in the real world. And yes, we are doing it with our clients, but it's so nice to do it with other photographers. So look again, massive congrats to Mark for putting on the event he did. I had so much fun down there, which is obvious. And uh, I just really want to encourage you to get out there and attend live events if you get a chance to wherever you are in the world because uh, I'm sure, I know that you will come away reinvigorated, re-motivated, excited with new friendships and a new invigorated zeal for life and your photography business. So yeah, just get out there and get to these live events if you can. enjoyed this episode head to photobizx.com join the conversation leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with andrew and today's special guest 